And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the 40-Yard Line Podcast. Guys, once again, I am your host, JC, Jacob Campos. And on my left-hand side today is not Evan Veith. A little different. Uh, Evan is at home in Michigan, and uh, somebody who was me forgot to pick up the Bluetooth piece that we needed to record virtually. Um, I left it in an Amazon locker for two weeks. Uh, Carson is in <laughs> Dallas, so we have a new guest on the show today. Everyone, welcome Juan to the studio. What's up, what's up, what's up? Juan, do you want to go ahead and tell people a little bit about yourself? Give a little brief introduction. Um, yeah, my name is Juan. Um, 20 years old, I'm from Dallas. Um, I know this guy through Evan, who was my roommate freshman year, and... Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they're roommates now too. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of selling himself short. We are actually close friends, but he yeah, didn't feel. We are. <laughs> hey, I was like, he didn't feel like acknowledging that. <laughs> so we're gonna start today with our fan mailbag. Uh, now, some of you did actually ask us questions on Instagram. The majority of it is too inappropriate uh, to say <laughs> on a podcast that my mother listens to. So I'll just give you guys two to- two topics. We can give our answers, and we'll jump right into it. Okay. Uh, our first one, I just think it's funny. I don't think we're going to answer the question, but it comes from Zach Martin, which is, what is the most rancid thing you have ever said about a Texas football opponent? I don't think we need to answer this one. Yeah, we probably should answer this one. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, it's probably any tech game we've ever had. I'd say would probably be the worst things I've ever said about people. Um, yeah, probably tech. Yeah. Tech, yeah. I just don't like them at all. Yeah. Tech, uh, just tech in general. Cause even with OU, I at least respect them a little bit. It's not the case here. Yeah, it's uh, not the case. The next one from Fernanda Guetta. Are hot dogs a sandwich one? Um, I don't think so. I think it has, I think it's its own separate category. Okay. Just it, bread and meat? Yeah. Okay. I think it's just hot dogs a hot dog. I, uh, I concur. Really? Yeah, I actually do agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up from our little favorite, Phoebe Cates. Your favorite, also, big shout out to Phoebe, got her senior ring last week. Uh, Phoebe, your favorite sports memory on the 40 Acres? Sports memory? So let's, let's do like from your time at UT, not in general, overall UT history, but your time at UT. Okay. okay. Um, I would say probably when Texas basketball beat Kansas my freshman year. At Frank Irwin? At Frank Irwin, yeah. That was a good one. Yep. Y- y'all were on the court for that, right? Yeah, we got to storm the court. It was really, it was really fun. Oh, that's lit. Yeah. Did I also got to meet some of the recruits. It was actually pretty full. Like, that's, pretty cool. That's lit. Yeah. Did I ever tell you what I did at that game? What'd you do? <laughs> there was this huge group of girls talking in front of me, so I was like, screw this. I kind of just like slipped in front of them, and they were counting heads, and then they go me. They're like 49, 50 on my head. Oh, I'm like, okay, that's it. We're yeah. done. They're, and the girl's like, what? They're like, we're done. That's it. No more. No one else to get into Frank Irwin. Oh, it sucks. So I just like kept walking. Like that guy cut. I was like, la 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 la. la. <laughs> Should have been paying attention. I mean, <laughs> should have been paying attention. Jacob Kahn and I went to that game together. Oh, the Kahn. The Kahn. Yeah. <laughs> and our last one from Miss uh, Josefina. What is your favorite podcast to listen to? Favorite podcast? Podcast P. Yeah. yeah podcast yeah. P is always interesting. The little beef that that happened between Clay Thompson and who was the other guy? Oh man. Um, Mm. What was this like two weeks ago, probably? It was no, it was during the summer. During summer, close close to the summer. 
Like, uh, in the summer. Dude, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell whenever, you. Whenever all that popped up, it was actually kind of funny. Okay, yeah. Podcast is <laughs> a banger yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, my, my answer is obvious for everyone that knows me. I am a uh, barstool aficionado. <laughs> uh, pardon, my take is always on repeat 24-7, as well as Horns 247. Are nice. kinda, yeah. mm-hmm. Horns 247 is kind of my go-to. Podcast P is my go-to. Uh, Old Man and the Three as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Off the Deep End. Off the Deep End. <laughs> but with that being said, guys, thank you so much for filling out that fan mailbag. We're going to post another one this week, so you'll have another one that you can get on Instagram. We're on TikTok now, too. Check us out on TikTok at the 40-yard line, and check us out on Twitter at 40-yard line. We're pretty easy to find. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the episode and get started. So we are talking Iowa State. First off, <laughs> F you, Jared Hufford. <laughs> Let's start with the overarching. Jared Hufford, number 54 of Iowa State, had some things to say about our team. He said that we had an ego. He said that we were, yeah, like egos. We were a bunch of five-star players without a five-star culture. Um, And then he proceeded to let Tavondre Sweat dominate him the entire game. Yep. Uh, three sacks for the Texas Longhorns <laughs> and nine rushing yards. Nine. That's- Nine rushing yards for Iowa State, uh, which was my favorite thing in the world because every player tweeted at him after. I love that so much. (laughs) Tavondre did, Byron did, Xavier Worthy did, uh, and Sark said in his press conference, yes, I intentionally chose Murphy and Sweat to be team captains. I I love that so much because that means that Sark's just buying into the culture also, and it's awesome. Well, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see how he ended his press conference yesterday? He's so he's talking about how the culture was built, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sark was like, well, now we have our five-star culture to go with our five-star players. Just yep. taking a jab at the Iowa State head coach, Matt <laughs> Campbell, um, who was glazed by Fox the entire night. No, he was. They would not stop talking about him. He's built the greatest program. He's survived the coordinators. He hired these coordinators. He hired them. What do you mean he survived them? He hasn't had a 10-win season. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And... um. I think that was the worst of the hateful eight so far. They're probably in the worst ones we've seen this year. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, Out of all the other eight, uh, seven, yeah. And uh, you know, if, you know, I don't want to get too over ahead of ourselves, but if the weekend goes as the weekend's supposed to, Texas has a chance to finish the season undefeated against the hateful eight. Because be, yeah. if things go the way they're supposed to go, they'll probably be playing Oklahoma State for the Big Twelve title. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be, yeah. <laughs> that'd, that'd be tight. Beating the hateful eight. That'd be insane. Going eight, eight and zero. Regardless, well, yeah, yeah, eight and zero. Yeah, wait, yeah, Regardless, guys. I mean, for Texas, I don't care how you look at this game. I look at this game as an absolute win for this team. Uh, it all starts with the good. So let's jump in the good, and then we can talk about the bad because the bad was bad. Once again, one of the best third down defenses you have. Uh, even better than usual, as Texas actually went ahead and held them to 3 of 11 on the night, and that actually now boosts Texas to now having the best third down defense in all of the NCAA. Quinn Ewers finally got back to form. 23 of 33 for 281 yards and two touchdowns. He really good. He insane. We'll talk about the bad with him in a second, but his bad was he's not willing to run anymore. Yeah, he's scared to run. Yeah. You can tell he's, he's very scared to run. We'll talk about that because that affected us a little bit in the first half. Yeah. Texas rush defense. We already said it. Nine rushing yards, less than a half yard per carry. That's crazy. That's pretty good. Here's one that I'm going to give some love to. Our special teams. Yes. More specifically, Burt Auburn. 
three of three from 39 plus for all single three. Burt has not missed a single kick in the last five games. And our last three games we've won have been by three, three, and 10 points. Burt's been as clutch as he can get with kickers, and no one's giving him some love. Yeah, those field goal points are huge, yeah. especially when it comes to close games. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to give some love to another white boy today. Sorry, Michael Taft. Burt Auburn, <laughs> you're my team MVP so far this season. Along with that go, blocked PAT, blocked PAT by DePondre Sweat. Austin Jordan runs it back for two points to put us up 15-9 right before we get into that stretch of the fourth quarter. It was the momentum. That was a huge one because that was right at the start of the fourth? Yeah, right at the start of the fourth. Okay. Like, like either end of third or like right at the start of the fourth. Now, was this the play that we gave up the 66-yard fourth down, fourth and one? That was the play that led to the touchdown? I believe so. Okay, I, was, I yeah. couldn't remember the exact I order. So. Yeah, that one was crazy. Yeah, was- <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll talk a lot about the bad. Um, we're talking more about the bad today, but just noting the good. Blocked PAT. Once again, that Texas D-line just absolutely ravaged, ravaged Iowa State. Put up four team sacks, eight passing plays for over 15-plus yards, and we finally got to see Jordan Whittington have a Jordan Whittington game. Three catches for 56 yards. Pivotal third down converter on third and one. Just for an easy touchdown. It felt good to see Whittington score. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And seen, him, seen him for three years. Only seen him score a touchdown once. Yeah. It's crazy, too, because, I mean, this is it. I mean, he's not coming back again next year. I don't think he'll be able to. No, this is last year of eligibility. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because he's been such an important part of this Texas culture the last three years. And yes. it's been a bad season. For him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for him, for him yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not he's not a part of this offense anymore, which is really unfortunate because I felt like last year, you know, he was a guy that could go for 40 catches this season if he really wanted to. If he really wanted to, yeah. But it just – he could go for 40 catches. But, like, again, it also comes down to having Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell ahead of you. Yeah. That plays a big role. Like, I mean, Sark- even Jatavian's ahead of him too. Yeah, Jatavian's mm-hmm. ahead of him. Like Sark even said, like, they don't call plays for him. It's unfortunate, though. I, I do wish it could be better, but I am excited to see him run out of DKR one last time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to hit. That's going to hit, yeah. Like, some of these players is actually going to hit because these are the players that I, like, went to school with and I've been watching since they were recruits. I watched when they were five and – you've watched since they were five and seven. Yep. That was it, my first year in Texas, yeah. It's going to be weird. It is. It's gonna feel funky. I'm I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna be a little emotional on Friday night and be like, damn. Yeah. One, I'm old as hell now, but <laughs> two, like, this is it. Also, like Jay Witt was one of the first classes, like uh, recruiting classes that I always like paid attention to for Texas. Yeah, and me too. Yeah, just seeing him like actually graduate and like this is the last game being in DKR is gonna be crazy. It is. I mean, he's one of the three remaining players from his class that still plays for the university. Yep. Uh, the rest have transferred out or just. Honestly, I don't think a lot of them play football anymore, really. If they do, it's for like a very small school that we just never heard of. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, Sark's got his guys. Yeah, he does. Sark's got his guys. It's working out so far. Uh, getting a little off topic, Sark's been very, very vocal about his belief in his players, his culture, who he is as a coach this week. He's taken away this mask of C. Sarkeesian that hates the media, yep. and he's talking about the Big 12 commissioner that I hope he's supporting us. We're supporting ourselves. Yeah. He's like, he should be proud of what we're doing. He took a jab at Matt Campbell, and he's supporting his players and who they are and what they do. Yeah. And I think that's something that's a little bit different than what people have expected about Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I mean, his times at Washington and USC, I mean, 
it was a big no media allowed kind of thing. But like this last press conference, he felt like it's really opened up for him. I agree. He really opened up for the media. Definitely, and I think he deserves. While we're giving our flowers to everyone, Quinny deserves his flowers. Cedric yes. Baxter deserves his flowers. Uh, almost 100 rushing yards, or ex- over 100. Over 100. Over 100 rushing yeah. yards. Quinn Ewers finally had a good game. Jatavian got a little active in the offense. Jordan Winnington had a great game. Yep. And we need to give everyone some love, but we got to give some love to the head coach too. Yeah, we do. He finally got his 10 wins. He finally did. He said he did what people thought he could never do, and I think Sark deserves all the love. I think Sark was the successor to saving that Alabama. Um, yeah. I think it's gonna be Lane Kiffin now, but that's a talk for five years down the road. Yeah, it won't happen. It won't happen like anytime soon. But no, eventually, definitely yeah. not. Eventually, yeah. Uh, but it's gonna be one of his pro protégés. Yeah, it will be. And it'll it's be not gonna be Jimbo. It will. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo will be lucky to have a job anyway. Yeah. No. Anyway, always love to crap on them whenever I can, though. Oh, yeah. But basically, yeah, Texas overall solid performance, but it didn't start until the second half. It looked bad first half. Yeah. Let's talk that Texas first half. Um, I believe they had three sacks in the first half. Yep. Quinn, no pocket presence on two of those. Nope. Two of those was not the offense. Two of those was the offensive line's fault. They got beat. But Quinn just had no awareness. No, I think it also plays a part of like him scared, like scared to run. His injury is a huge part of yeah. it, definitely. I think the biggest one was it was a third down, and rather than step up in the pocket, he takes his time and he tries to go wide. Yep. And yeah, it's just it's he, in order for this offense to have success, Quinn has to run the ball. He does. When you look at how this Texas offense was against Alabama, against Wyoming, I mean, even Rice a little bit, yeah. you know, I mean, this is, you know, three months ago, but the reason this Texas offense was having success was Quinn was running the ball. Yeah. He's putting 50 running, rushing yards a game. We yeah. need it. The injury has really scared him, but like, I feel like once he gets more comfortable, like give him, give him like, I feel like this game, he will start running a little more just given the fact that he's getting like, has played two games already. So he's going to feel a little bit more comfortable. I really hope so. But I mean, we need it. Yeah, we we, we really need it. That's what we were, we were missing that like big time first half. Definitely, and just in that first half, the offense overall just looked terrible. Yeah, it did. It, it was. It felt like it ooh, very, old Texas. It was very stagnant. Nothing was really like happening. Well, we were doing our just screenplays. Yeah, our screenplays, and we're going to send somebody out wide. We're going to throw it out wide, and we're going to hope that it works this time. But every every single block was getting shed by these uh, DBs and these safeties, and Texas just was not gaining any yards. It wasn't successful, and I was getting frustrated. I was like, "This could feel like we could lose this game in the second half." Yeah, I was I was very nervous. Like, yeah, it was bad. It was not great, but. And then it got worse <laughs> because then we had our first good drive all night in the second quarter yep. and on a play to Xavier worthy, he coughed up the football Yeah, right outside the, was it inside the 20 or right outside the 20? I believe it was inside the 20. Yeah. Inside the Iowa state red zone. Uh, it was our best drive of the game and yeah. So we walk into halftime. We've scored six points. I think we've had like five drives the entire first half and you're not feeling good. It's a senior night. It's a sold-out crowd. What's going to happen to these Texas Longhorns? Yeah. And I think that's where this became a really pivotal moment, which is why I feel so good about this win, was this really was, in fact, just like K-State, 
just like TCU, this was a changing of the guard, just like Houston. If this was last year's Texas team, I think this team would have eight wins, personally. Yeah, there was a lot of comebacks that other teams pulled on us that last year they definitely would have actually pulled it off. Absolutely, they would have. And I think that's something we're not acknowledging is that this is a different Texas team. doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's just it's in the numbers itself. This is a team that when they struggle in the second half, they're not blowing these leads anymore. When they're having a bad first half, they turn it on the second half. Yeah, that is very true. Don't get me wrong. This team can only play one good half of football at a time. Unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) It's not quite there yet, but they know when to turn it on. They do, yeah. Whenever yeah. it comes down to like clutch time, they know the defense always steps up if they're the other teams making a comeback or if we need a touchdown, offense always steps up at the end. I mean, and that's what really matters. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, the entire game matters, but what matters is how you're finishing these games out. Yeah. And Texas is having these stands. Yeah. They've got the fourth down stop on Will Howard and K State. They've got the excuse me. Yeah, they've got the turnover in the fourth quarter and the turnover on downs for Iowa State. They've got the offense in the fourth quarter against Iowa State. They somehow pulled it out against Houston with another fourth down stop. Yep. And, you know, it's our defense that's been getting it done, but it's our offense stepping up when they need to as well. And, you know, a lot has happened since out Oklahoma. This is an entirely different team since that Oklahoma game. They've, yeah, they really came back from Oklahoma and, like, actually stepped it up. Stepped definitely. It up. They have. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This offense has definitely lost some firepower. It has. But this defense. The defense has really stepped up this season. This is a top five defense in the country, no matter who you are. Yeah, I think they took that game-winning drive against OU like very personal and was like, yeah. this is not happening again. And it hasn't. It hasn't. Yeah. And I don't I don't see it happening this year. It just it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like same old Texas. And this is a different feel from the past two years since Ark's been here. It's a very different feel. It's different. And you know, Katie. Katie, this is this is your this is your clip right here. For one second, everyone just shut the hell up and just enjoy it. Just enjoy the fact that we are ten and one. We are ten and one. We're potentially about to be eleven and one. Texas could be looking at potentially a thirteen win season. That would be that would be great. <laughs> that that, would be that awesome. hasn't happened in a long time. So be grateful that we're even in this opportunity. We are ten. We have ten wins for the first time since two thousand nine. Yeah, you know how great that feels. That was. The year the Saints won the Super Bowl. That's how long it's been. I was like five years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. So just for one second, be grateful. Look, we might not make a college football playoff this year. We could still win a Big 12 championship. We could still get a New Year's Six Bowl. There's still so much left in play here. We could potentially have a quarterback coming back next year. Yeah. There's there's a lot at stake over these next three games. Or, yeah, three potential games. And... I think for one second, we as Texas fans just need to say thank you to Steve Sarkeesian. Thank you for putting in this culture. Thank you for changing the way that this team's viewed in the national media. For rebuilding our team, man, honestly. From like top to bottom, he's rebuilt the Longhorns and made them the actual like winning team again. Absolutely. Thank you to Star Choice. Thank yeah. you to Kyle Flood. Thank you to PK. Thank you for fixing what Herman and Charlie Strong effed up. Yeah, they messed that up big time. <laughs> yeah. But Texas, I mean... For one second, this is why I, I honestly, yes, poor first half. Yes. I, and honestly, we have a lot of, I wrote a lot of poor notes about the first half. <laughs> once again, really bad red zone scoring. 0 of 1. Penalties. 7 of 54. That can't happen again. Two 
big penalties. Two big holding penalties. Holding penalties that took off points from the board. You talking about the Xavier one? Xavier Worthy and the AD Mitchell one where Kevin, Kelvin Banks held the yeah, on the outside. that's right, because that's when Quinn actually got outside the pocket for once. He, he finally left the pocket for once and threw a dot to AD Mitchell with made an insane catch. That was a hell of a throw, too. It was. That was a really nice throw. Yeah. yeah. But, got taken away because of a flag and those were both in the first half yep yeah once again texas i mean yeah this team did leave 14 points on the board or at least minimum minimum 11 points on the board in the first half my one note before we jump over is that was actually a great point i forgot with the 80 mental one yep damn <laughs> yeah Ooh. that would, that would hurt because that would have been his 10 touchdown like what a way to uh, score your 10th touchdown of the year yeah it wouldn't hurt <laughs> we got to figure out what's going on with this lance yeah, we can. We couldn't stop the slants all night. Our linebackers and DBs for some reason can't stop the slants. It was so annoying, but I think it also has to do with the fact that we pay. We play like five yards, at least five yards off our man. Always, always. We did do more man to man this game though. We did. We did. I saw Muhammad and Watts take some man to man. Yeah. Which I was really happy with, but I agree. Like it was a. I think it was a third and one, and I saw Muhammad like seven yards back. I'm like, what? What the hell are we yeah. doing here, and guys? Every third down. For some reason, we're giving them at least a five-yard cushion, which makes no sense. I think this team's better than that. This team should not be playing zone coverage on third down. No. This team could be sending in six guys if they wanted to. Yeah. It's – I don't question the calls because, you know what, it's working to this point. At this point, it is, yeah. But it starts to show because in the fourth quarter, their quarterback, Mr. Rocco, was 4 for 4 for 91 yards. The Texas secondary does get chopped in the fourth quarter. Not the third quarter. It's always specifically the fourth quarter because they're so exhausted. Because these plays start to wear you out over time. You're going to crack a little bit in the secondary. And we gave up seven passing plays for 15-plus yards. That's not good. That's not great. We did limit the explosive plays, but you did give up seven plays for 15-plus yards. None rushing, which I'm very happy with. But it is evident that the weakest part of this defense right now is our secondary. Yeah, but... I feel that's just off of, like, the fact that we play, like, give them cushion. I mean, yeah, but when you're getting to play teams like Ohio State, if you get the chance to play Ohio State. They they, they will kill us. They will kill us, and they will have a field day. I think Georgia's offense could potentially have a field day with us, too. Yeah. And you need to figure it out. We have, yeah, because, like, Georgia Georgia has Brock Bowers, and, like, we have, honestly— as much as I like our team, we don't have anything to stop them. No, we don't. I mean, Alabama, uh, their guy, um, I forgot his name, but he had a career. He, I mean, he had a field day against us, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the teams that have elite wide receivers are the teams that Texas will lose to. Texas plays Washington. I, I mean. We're not stopping. Um, what, Iduka? They're two, they're two receivers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Texas just doesn't have what it takes right now in the secondary. And I think that kind of comes down a little bit to this defensive scheme. Yeah. I think you need to fix some things. But, you know, that's getting nitpicky. It is. Because, I mean, so far it's working. Again, we're We're, we're being nitpicky. <laughs> we're being nitpicky. <laughs> we're being 10 and 1, but that's what we're here to do. Yeah. You guys listen to me so I can criticize. Yeah. <laughs> that's why people listen. But that was my one big note was this passing defense, once again, is a little fraudulent in the second half. Red zone scoring is still one of the worst in the country. It's not good. And... While our special teams are doing good on one side of the ball, they just can't get it going on the other. I mean, our special teams is just struggling right now. Like you said, we had that big holding call. I think it was Keaton Crawford. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, the big holding call, Keaton Crawford, take off the worthy touchdown. And only one drive started in Iowa territory the entire night. The majority of the time, we were all the way back at that Texas 25. And in big games, you got to have momentum. You got to be starting at the Texas 40, 
the Iowa State 50, for the Iowa State 49. So Texas just needs to kind of figure out what's going on there. But Sanborn is doing fine on his own on the other side of the ball. Sanborn, yeah. <laughs> that he's a compared to the the punter we had last last year, this is a big upgrade. <sighs> Who was our punter last year? Trey Hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never good. mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, he was yeah. He was not good at No, all. he was not. <laughs> but overall, I want to hear your grade. I'm giving this team a B plus. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll stick around there. I'll say a B. A B. Yeah. Offense could have been better. It could have, like especially first half. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, overall, there's a lot to make notes of. There's a lot to criticize, but you got to be happy with it. You have to be happy with it. Yes. Ten, so ten and one is ten and one. Ten. You don't, and, you don't get those off of just luck. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Maybe we got one of those off of luck, <laughs> Kansas State. Yeah. But the rest <laughs> of them. The rest of them you've earned. You yeah, you have earned those. You've survived a heartbreaker against Oklahoma. You've been able to un- you've been able to withstand the media attention you got when you beat a Tuscaloosa team in primetime by ten points on their home field. What a day. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> what God. What a day. My head hurts so much the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also been able to withstand an injury to your quarterback, who is by all means, no matter what people say. He is the driving force of this Texas offense. He is. And I think people are finally starting to understand that Quinn Ewers isn't a system quarterback. No, he's not. He's an NFL quarterback. He is. He will be great in NFL one day. Yeah. Quinn will change the way that your team plays football if you let him. And I think that Quinn, as soon as he gets comfortable running again, I think sky's the limit for this Texas offense. Yeah. And if it's going to happen, I need to see it happen now. It, yeah, it needs to happen now. With this with this upcoming game, I would love to see like the Texas Longhorns destroy the tech, Texas Tech because I, again, I just don't like them. They talk too much, and yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, good point. But <laughs> it's time to talk about what is. I mean, it's been it's been a hell of a season. It's our last game of the year. Yeah. Or it's our last regular season. It is my last ever game as a student at DKR. At DKR, yeah. Yeah. Until I come back to get my master's. Oh, yeah. If, <laughs> if that happens. But it is our last ever game at DKR. And I think I'd like to take this time to talk about some things I hate before we move on to that. One, the fact that the 12th man special teams unit from the A&M recovered the fumble on Saturday. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. I get it. It's a really cool. It is a cool story yeah, it that it was all walk-ons. <laughs> But, like, Rudy's been done before. I don't need to see this. I don't <laughs> care. You guys are a seven-win program every year. Yep. Doesn't affect me any. And this is not referring to, you know, like, the reason why they honor the 12th man. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything about that. I respect that. I'm just saying I personally don't care about a bunch of walk-ons doing that for A&M. And it's not because they're walk-ons. It's because they go to A&M. Yeah. Katie, <laughs> another one for you. I've said it once, and I will say it again. Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs> He ends his career with a loss. Caleb Williams. Well, I don't think he will ever take another snap in college football. No, he will not. He will not take another snap in college football. At least not at USC. Their defense is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's done. USC lost five of their last six. USC will probably be playing in the Alamo Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That's where we play. Uh, That's where Texas (laughs) used to play. That was the Texas Bowl for like 10 years there. (laughs) But I've said it once and I will say it again. Katie, watch Texas 
lost to Caleb Williams. But that was a five and seven Texas team. So the best win the alleged greatest college quarterback of all time will have, he will finish with zero conference championships, zero trips to the college football playoff, zero major momentum wins. Zero bowl games. Yeah, zero bowl games. Yeah, you're right. I think one, like, I don't think they won one. Did they but do you even play? I don't even know. I don't know. I know they lost to Tulane last year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But that means that your greatest quarterback of all time, if you want to call it that, <laughs> will have his best win be against a 5-7 and seven Texas program. And I sleep very peacefully at night knowing that happened. Honestly, yeah. I mean, remembering the game sucks, but... Knowing that he didn't do anything after that, I mean... It makes me happy. You got to be happy about that. Dude dude should not be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And I will say that till the day I die. That is a very hot take for me. Don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I am on the Caleb Williams hate train like nobody else. I just don't like his attitude. It's gross. It is. It's It's gross and it's ugly. Um, And he made fun of King Max Johnson, (laughs) which (laughs) Big 12 gets love the Big 12. Yeah. But that's all I got to say. I've held I've hated on AM this year. I've hated on USC. And it's been fun. And I've enjoyed doing it with you guys. And I will continue to do it for the rest of my life. You got to. <clears throat> <laughs> Let's start with a newspaper article today. Now, give some love to the picture. Uh Lorianne, our lovely friend from the Daily Texan, took this picture. It's a great picture. We'll hold that up right there. That says. See you soon in the SEC. Or see you soon, SEC. Texas ends its Big 12 farewell tour against the Red Raiders at home. Nobody cares about the Big 12 anymore. Nope. You are irrelevant. (laughs) You are an irrelevant conference. You do not matter. After this game. Well, Well, after the Big 12 championship game. (laughs) Brett Yormack. You don't matter. <laughs> yeah, can finally stop talking about us. I have waited all season for this game. If someone had told me we would be ten and one heading into our last ever game in the Big Twelve, it doesn't matter what we lost. I'm locked in. Oh yeah, this game has been circled on my calendar since the schedule came out. Yep. Yeah, especially, I've had this game down since June. Especially mm-hmm. since it's a night game, it's gonna be <sighs> so much fun. I actually cannot wait. It's I, a, it's a night game. We can end the Big 12 conference, this Big 12 conference issues with Texas with a win against what is easily my least favorite opponent. Really? Easily. I, I mean, I feel like OU's They're coming with us, that's it's, easy. Yeah, that's true. They're coming with us. Yeah. That's, and that's an established rivalry. That's an established rivalry. Yeah, out of the Big 12, that's not OU. Yeah, Tech is my least favorite team. Tech is my least favorite team. A long, long time ago, a dumbass... By the name of Joey McGuire said, the Big 12 runs through Lubbock. Well, Lubbock, you're six and five now. So you did get ran through, but not in the way that you wanted. Well, Lubbock, enjoy Saturday. Because Big Brother's moving to college. And he's not going to have time for you anymore. And this is the last time you're going to be relevant for a little bit. So you can yeah. enjoy your five-star commit to Michael Hudson. Yeah, you can keep him. He's fine. You can keep him. You can enjoy the commits that you're having. You can enjoy what you're doing in Lubbock, Texas. But you will know that you will not be important to any Texas Longhorn fan after Saturday. Nope. You will not matter. 
And I know we will always matter. And you will always talk about the Crabtree game. You will always talk about the time you guys got B. John Robinson to fumble. But that's all you'll ever have. That's it. So enjoy it. But Big Brother's moving on. And time for bigger and better things. After Friday, I will never have to hear about those goddamn Red Raiders ever again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I feel about it. I'm actually so happy about that. I'm tired of hearing about tech. I'm so done with them. I'm so done with that program. I'm so done with that school. And I'm so done with the Big 12 commissioner. Yeah, I do not like that guy. The fact, that you're, the, the fact that you're the Big 12 commissioner and like openly saying that you're rooting for tech this game is... It just, it's bad. It's it, a bad look on you. It's a horrible look. And um, rent free, baby. Rent free. <laughs> rent free, baby. That's all we do here. Yeah. Did Big X the Plug write a song about you? No. But that was my JC brand. And that's when we're going to talk about Texas Tech versus Texas. Look, Tech, they're hot. They're hot. I get it. They're hot. Three-game win streak. Three-game win streak against TCU. Mm, yeah. Kansas, great program. Great program. And UCF. I believe they were right Bad when year. they played them, too. I think you're right, yeah. yeah. Look, Tech is hot. They are. That's a little scary. It is. This is probably going to be a very tough game. People are saying that it's Tech. It won't be hard, but Tech always plays us hard. They have a decent defense. Always have. They, yeah. Always they have. always played us hard. They always give us problems. Besides from our freshman year when we beat them, my freshman year when we beat them 70 to 45 at home. 35. 35. 35. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, this is a whole new team. I don't like, I believe with the, I think Joey wasn't even coach yet. Mm -mm. Yeah. He, he wants to beat us. That's plain and simple. He just wants to beat us. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants. Yeah, everyone. Everyone that isn't a Texas fan or is rooting for Tech Tech. Yes. Everyone does. Everyone. Everybody in the country, yes. Yeah. But. Again, it's a very beatable team. We just, we just can't. We had to get off to a hot start. That's, I, that's the problem. I agree, and it's gonna be a little bit tough. Yep. Look, Texas Open is fourteen point favorites. I do not think that should be the case. No. They've dropped down to twelve and a half. I think this line's gonna fall about to about by ten. That's fair. I yeah. think we'll get down to ten nine points by the time kick happens at six thirty on Friday night. The good thing is that uh, sweat. And Worthy should be good to go, according to Sark. He said that everyone should be playing. Everyone should have full availability. That's huge. Because in a game like Tech, you're going to need all hands on deck. Because if there's one thing they do, they always play up to us. They do. And we generally play down. It helps that we're at home. It, that's a huge factor that we're at home. That's one of the... Honestly, if we weren't at home, I would be really... Have us on upset over really badly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's concerning, but... Yeah, it's concerning that we're playing tech. It is. But since we're at home, it's not, like, a huge upset watch. But... It's not. Especially since, it's one, it's a night game. So, yeah. students will be back for this game because... At least the students are in-state. They better be. I'm gonna they be. be. <laughs> Screw your turkey. <laughs> Tell your family to just hang on a minute, all right? I'm driving down Friday morning just to make sure I'm at that game. Literally. Yeah. This is more important than yeah. playing Parcheesi with the aunts and uncles, all right? Yeah. It's, this can, they can wait till Saturday. You can drive back wherever you're from Saturday, but... They see me every Thanksgiving for 20 years. It'll be fine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, I will be in San Antonio for like less than 48 hours. Me too. I will be in Dallas for less than 48 hours. Yeah, that's right. We're kind of yeah. same amount of time. Yeah. yeah, I will be coming back Thursday night. Um, but hey, anyway, speaking of though, getting back to the game. Actually, before we go to the game, you guys have to win because it's my mom's birthday that day. 
Oh, they had to win. Yeah. They, they, they got to win for Adrian. They yeah. Adrian. <laughs> they have to. But Tech, yes, this is a team that's a little bit hot right now. It Coming is. off a three-game win streak, offense has the third best running back in the nation uh, with 1,300 yards on the season and Taj Brooks, 1,348 to be exact. Mm-hmm. And they do run a receiver by committee trio, three wide receivers with 400 yards. Uh, so no overly dominant uh, receiver, which is a little bit different from most Texas offenses we face this year or the most uh, the offenses we face this year. It always seems like they've always had their big one and their big two. Yeah, there's always a big, like a huge number one and in the, a number two. But, but for this game... There's really no number one. There's no. I mean, their leading receiver leader has 36 catches, but he's behind their second receiver who has 31. It's a catches of 31, 36, and 43, roughly for about 430 yards on average compared to these three. Yep. And uh, they're leading. They're leading a receiving yards. Uh, where receiver Xavier White only has one touchdown. Yeah, and it's a big shot too. It he's is. all he is is a deep shot threat. So that's all he's good for. Bradley and Price are more of their consistent receivers. They're the kind of the ones that are going to get these short yardage catches yeah. and these like third and medium catches, these second and medium catches with Bradley and Price. But that's about it. Because after that, there's a little bit of a drop off. Um, there, yeah, there is. And their running back, he doesn't catch either. He only runs. He only runs. So you actually don't have to worry about a dual threat out of the backfield. So if you're Texas, maybe do what we've been saying this episode prioritize closing the middle. Yep. I feel like if we stop the run, there's very good chance that, I mean. Well, not even stop the run for me. For me, it's, I need you to stop the middle. Yeah. I don't need anything going in second and third territory. I need our linebackers and our DBs there. Yeah. That's how I feel about this game. I think that if Texas wins this game, because I'm not worried about the rush. No, our rush defense is very good. Yeah. And I doubt they'll be able to stop T-Sweat. That guy's a a beast. Yeah. I'm not too worried about the rush. What concerns me is these eight yard catches, these seven yards and out, these seven yards and in, these drag routes where you're just finding the space in the zone coverage. Yeah. That's what concerns me is finding the weak spots in our vulnerable defense because there is vulnerable. There is. And making those catch and making those hurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel yeah. like good old Joey is going to abuse the slants because he knows we can't stop it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to kill us. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what we got to work on this week. Make sure we can stop the slants and like maybe even get a jump on one or two of them. You never know. Yeah. Uh, Tech is like uh, UT where they're kind of like in the middle of the country for fourth, third down conversions. Yeah. Um, they do go for fourth a lot. They've gone for 34 times this season. But last year they went for eight times in one game. Against us. Yeah, that was against us. Yep. I expect that trend to continue. I do expect yeah. that trend to continue. They and wanna, They want to keep the ball from Ewer's hands as much as possible. Yeah. So you got to be on high alert. Yeah. You got to be on high alert for trick plays. You got to be on high alert for these secondaries. Uh, for these secondaries to get exploited maybe like with a run play, a little flea flick, things like that. There's a lot to be noted about. There's a lot to be concerned about. They do get to the quarterback a good amount of the times with 21 sacks on the season. And they do have 14 interceptions. This is not a bad defense by any stretch it's of the not, means. It's a very, it's a very solid defense. It's a very solid defense, but it's a defense that can be exploited. Yeah, they can be, and it's just in a matter of are you going to do things right? Which is for this Texas offense, I think it's going to be a rushing game. I think so too because they're Tech's best uh, unit on the field on defense is their DBs. Absolutely, they yeah. are. Yeah, and it's those guys that are getting the back two in the in the third in the third level. Yep. Yeah. 
their best defense is that is that secondary in these deeper levels. So go ahead and attack them in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah, to attack them in the middle, like rush to run the ball a lot. Because I mean, we saw what CJ Bassett can do last game. He's he, going to be fine. He'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. As long as we can get blocks in front of him, he'll, he'll be perfectly fine. I will say, I'll tell you this, though. You know who really needs to have just a bounce-back game? Because he's had overall not a fantastic season. DJ Campbell. Yes. Yeah. DJ yeah. Campbell needs to get it done. He can't give up any penalties. He can't really be struggling. He's got to get off the block, and he's just got to punch him in the mouth. He's been our weakest link. Absolutely, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, Banks struggled a little bit this season, but Banks realized he was Kelvin Banks. Yeah, he realized he, who he was, and yeah, he had that one flag that took away some points, but other than that. that, I mean, he hasn't, he looked pretty solid last game. Once again, since Oklahoma, very few issues with our offensive line. Yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, they should have only given up one sack against Iowa State. The other two were Ewers' fault, in my opinion. He held the ball for too long. Yeah. The, the other two were his fault. I don't give any fault to the, uh, to the offensive line on that. But I do think DJ Campbell needs to step up a little bit. And I think that Terrence Brooks, Keaton Crawford, Jaron Thompson, and honestly, Ford and Hill, a lot of this game is in their hands. Yeah, it is. That's how I feel about it. Especially, especially Jaron Thompson. Jer- yeah. This is a huge Jaron Thompson game. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. This is what he does. He I, plays off ball. He, he plays, plays in the second level. We need him to do what he does and find a way to intercept the ball at one point. Texas needs to force a turnover within the first half. Yeah. Like get the momentum going really quick. Yeah. And yeah. And then once we but once we get the lead, we can't be stagnant like we we have been. No. We get a huge league lead and then like we just become stagnant, can't figure out what to do. And if there's That's, ever time to drop thirty points, it's gonna happen now. Yeah, it has yeah, to be now. It has to be now. But we have to look good in front of the committee. You have to. You have to. And you have to you have to beat them by at least 10 plus points. Yeah. It has to happen. It has to happen because whenever Tech is the only like same opponent we face that's also Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah. So if we make our team look if our team looks insanely good against a Tech that looks like a better team that's played that play Tech against and yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you're with it. Yeah, he's saying that in order for Texas to have the success, they need to go ahead and beat them more than Oregon did. And when Oregon played Tech, they only won by three points. Yeah, it was thirty-eight, thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, thirty-eight, thirty-five. They barely won. It was not a great game for them. So Texas needs to step up and they need to make a statement. Oh, it was thirty-eight, thirty. My bad. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, which kind of takes me into our next point, which is score prediction. Who's your MVP of the game? And what's one thing Texas needs to do to win? Right. Offense and defensive side of the ball. Okay. Um, score prediction would be, I'm going to say 34-20. Okay. A little late comeback from Tech, but not good enough. Um, MVP of the game will be, I want to see, I'm going to say T-Sweat. Okay. Yeah. T-Sweat. Tavondre Sweat has been, like, tearing up, tearing up all lines. It. He's just gonna have an. It's gonna be his last game at DKR. He's gonna want to go off, and he will go off against Tech's O line. Like he's gonna terrorize them. Okay. And for all the offensive side, we just again, like I said, got to get off to a hot start. Yeah. Got to. I feel like one big play to like AD or Xavier Worthy for a touchdown. That's gonna give us all the momentum we need to just keep pounding, just keep pounding them, and yeah, score points. Okay. There you go, 34-20. Yep. All right. 
my last regular season score prediction. <laughs> this is sad. I'm I'm gonna follow the train. I'm gonna say 34-23. Okay. I'm gonna say 34-23 Texas. And I'm gonna say that on the offensive side of the ball, our MVP will be Adonai Mitchell. Hmm. I think he's gonna go off for two touchdowns in this game. I could see that. I, I could see him having a stat line of like six eighty for two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I, that seems very realistic for AD on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to give some love to some guy who deserves the Dick Buckus Award. Uh, in his last game at DKR, I think Jalen Ford was going to have a monster game. I was thinking Jalen Ford also, but I was like, yeah. nah, T Sweat. I mean, he's just another kind of. He's just a monster this this season. He is, but I remember last year there were so many times Ford was just in the right place at the right time Even in the this middle. Year, this year he was in the right place at the right time. And I think we're going to figure that out again. Yeah. I think it's going to happen where he's just going to be in the middle because that's just where he is. That's what he does. And that's when Texas will capitalize. 34-23. And Texas will be making its way to the Big 12 title game. That's how I, I feel about it. Cannot wait for that. Definitely. I hope. I, yeah. 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 If that happens, it's going to be so much fun. I will make, my, make the way down to um, Arlington. Absolutely, will. Um, uh, sorry, I got so distracted. We have a forty-yard line meeting right now. <laughs> yeah, had to text him like, "Sorry, guys, I'm actually recording the forty because nobody wants to work this week but me." But yeah, biggest games. Uh, last three things too before we rapid fire and close out for this episode. What's you know we should get running. It's a Tuesday. We're recording this episode. Comes out tomorrow. We'll get the college football playoff uh, tonight. I do think that Texas will probably stay at the seven. Yeah, we're not. You were saying at seven. We're not moving right now. We could move though. We if we move, it'll only be one spot. We could. First off, big ups, um, big prayers. Everyone send prayers and love to Jordan Travis and his family. It's very unfortunate. Jordan Travis having the best season of his career uh, did end in a leg injury that will actually end his college career for Florida State. Um, for Florida State, obviously the biggest thing is Jordan Travis's health and safety. But on a secondary note, now. Your season is in jeopardy now. It is. Um, you are going to be playing with the backup against Florida on Saturday. You could potentially lose that game because it is a rivalry game, and you are playing at Florida. You're playing at Florida, and then, again, it's a rivalry game. You really don't know what's going to happen. Even if Jordan Travis was playing, you really don't know what's going to happen because, again, it's a rivalry game. Literally. And, yeah, and it's it matters a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I think – Florida State, if they lose one of these next two games, it doesn't matter the season you've had. You will get knocked out of the CFP top four. Yes. So for Florida State, it's win or go home over the next two games. And they recognize that, and they will play to that advantage. But I don't expect to see Florida State in the college football playoff anymore. Yeah, I just I just don't see them. Yeah. I don't think you can win two games with a backup when it's going to be your two hardest games all season. Yeah, we got away with it because I mean it was Wyoming and BYU. Yeah, but not Wyoming. It was a Kansas uh, State, Kansas State and, and uh, BYU. BYU. But yeah, it's it's going to be different. It, it'll be different against Florida. Yeah, or uh, Friday, Oregon State at Oregon. Go Beavs. We've Go said Beavs. it all year. We're going to say it again. Go Beavs. Don't Go worry Beavs. about that one. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Oregon also just needs to lose one of the next two as well. Yeah, Ohio State at Michigan. I'm sorry, Evan. <laughs> Go Buckeyes. I got to stick with the blue. <laughs> I respect it, man. But uh, regardless, whoever wins that game is going to 
Big Ten Championship game. We'll go in the college football playoff. And, yeah. Whoever wins that game is going in the college football playoff. Um, that one's going to be a dogfight. I'm pretty excited for that game. That game's going to be, yeah. That's going to be a really fun game, yeah. That, yeah, that game's really going to decide which one of those two teams is going to make the college football playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Bama needs to lose the next game after this. Bama needs to lose against Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Georgia just needs to finish out the season undefeated, which they will. They're playing Georgia State. And I think Georgia needs to be Bama by 10. Make it look convincing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think Georgia needs to be Bama by 10. And uh, I think if these happen, then there's a way for Texas to sneak into the college football playoff. Best case scenario for us this weekend is, yeah, Oregon State beats Oregon. Ohio State uh, or Michigan wins. doesn't really matter who wins. Whoever wins that game, I yeah. mean, they won't make it. Bama wins. They won't have a Big Ten championship. Bama wins, yeah. Florida State loses. Florida State loses, and Georgia. then Georgia wins. And then <sighs> yeah. Oregon beats Washington in the, the Pac-12. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Or Oregon just loses out. Yeah. Or Oregon just loses out. I mean, there's a lot. Was, yeah. If they lose this weekend, I mean, it's going to take them out because they'll be, what, They'll be two loss team. Yeah, yeah. so they'll officially eliminate not, them. Yeah, you're not putting a team, a two loss team in the CFP. But then, if a two loss team beats a one loss team or beats a zero loss team, what does that do? That is very true. <laughs> there's, there's. Look, guys, Texas is not out of this yet. No, we. Yeah, we're not. Texas can still sneak into this. It's I'm excited. Just, there's so many like scenarios that needs to happen in order for it to happen. But yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting though, cool. and it will be a good end to the season. But I mean, we've talked we've talked ball for forty five minutes today. That's crazy. Yeah, Juan. <laughs> I mean, it's an everyday conversation for us. Yeah, this was pretty easy. Yeah, Juan, not bad. That was good. You did good. You had a good rhythm going on. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, um, Juan, thank you for having me. No also on the 40 today. Thank, thank you for, for joining having me on the 40. It was a great time. It was. Uh, as always, guys, remember that the 40-yard line is brought to you by Populous Fantasy. Make sure to download in the app store today. Populous changes the way that you play basketball. As always, remember to check out our other show, Off the Deep End, where you can find out with Erica Sullivan and Kelly Pash, and you can debrief with them, hear about all their madness as they go Off the Deep End. Remember to watch out for some of our new shows coming out, including Girls on Game Day with Carson Van Dyke. Watch out for that one, and watch out for a couple of new shows with Aki Lash, all of our... Items are falling off the wall. Watch out for some shows with Oculash and a few others coming out. Make sure to check out our TikTok at 40YardLine. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at 40YardLine. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the 40YardLine Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at J underscore Compost 15. Remember to go ahead and send in your mailbox questions as we upload them. But that will do it for us today. Juan, you can say, I'll let you have the first bye. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been fun. And yeah, see y'all later. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, it's been a hell of a season. I've had a unbelievably great time. Uh, the good thing is there's still more to go. Uh, we've still got a lot of college football left over still this next month of the season. Plenty more to go. There's a lot more to go. And then I'll get in my degeneracy of talking about the NFL. Um, <laughs> it's been a hell of a season. It's been a hell of a ride. Uh, for the Texas Longhorns, let's finish it out 11-1. and one. Let's end our goodbye to the Big 12 with a big win. And let's say goodbye to Texas Tech forever forever and i'm so happy about that (laughs) for the 40 yard line i am jc campos i am going to be signing off have a great thanksgiving have a great time with your family safe travels back to austin safe travels back home and we will be back next week with the 40 yard line podcast thank y'all